0: Welcome to the Over What Hill 40 Plus podcast, where we talk about everything that you can do to stay healthy, feel great, and live life to your fullest over 40. All right, guys. This is Coach Bronson. This is Coach Katie.
1: What's up, doing? guys?
0: Um, so, another health. How do you classify yourself? Health and fitness coach, nutrition coach. Um,
1: I say health coach, like okay. just to keep it simple. Yeah. um I yeah. wear lots of hats, so we'll go with that. <laughs>
0: okay. And how long have you been doing that?
1: Let's see. I've been a health coach for about six years. Um, I also work in radiology. I have done that for just a little over fifteen years. Wow. Okay. So- Long time, long time.
0: Yeah. And yeah. you do mostly online stuff or?
1: Sorry, yeah, a little,
0: a little. I'm in my uh, gym, so there's people walking around here. Oh, they no, to, like, that's Everybody calm down. Uh,
1: obviously, with COVID, like a lot of stuff, we had to move to online. But when I first started out, you know, I would do a lot of, you know, one-on-one personalized, you know, face-to-face things yeah. like when I first started out. But obviously, with that, um, online is just the easiest way to connect with everybody. So, yeah. You usually can find me on Instagram. That's where I live.
0: (laughs) Little bit of fit. How'd you come up with that? How'd you come up with that?
1: You know what? People used to make fun of me. They used to tease me years and years ago when I first started my Instagram, which was like over 10 years ago. And I just was like, well, I'm little. I was like, I do all kinds of fitness. So little bit of fit and it just stuck.
0: So, gotcha. Okay, cool. (laughs) I I know people go through all of these things like, what should I name my my account is, should by be my name? Should it be my business? Should I be whatever? Like, just, I tell them like, right. just whatever you feel happy with. Yeah. Like, it's whatever.
1: Whatever you align with, you can always change it.
0: Right. No. Right. So tell us a little bit about you. So you are, I think in your, in your Instagram, it says you are a carnivore CrossFit croons, carnivore CrossFit. <laughs> yeah. You have croons. Yes.
1: It's always, it's always hard to figure out what's put on your bio. It's right. like, well, what do people want to know? There's so many things. Um, so yeah, so I do primarily CrossFit, like is my modality of fitness. It's just mm-hmm. what I love. Um, and like I tell everybody, like CrossFit is just a term, like you don't have to hate on it. It's whatever you want to make it. You can do it as hard or as easy as you, as you want to do it. So, right. uh, yeah. So CrossFit, uh, meat fueled. So I have been carnivore for a little over a year, like, okay close to like a year and a half. Um, and I also have Crohn's. And so I went carnivore to help manage my Crohn's to see if I can get my inflammatory markers down. Um, I had a really bad gut flare a little over a year ago and just, I was in need of a major reset. And I knew just through personal experience, trying different diets that I always, did really well and had no like gi issues eating meat and i was like you know what i follow all these veterans and people you know on instagram i was like you know like kelly hogan and all of them like they've been carnivore forever i was like you know what i'm gonna do it and then covid hit locked us down like this is the perfect time to do this um and it's not an easy process like you really have to stay committed to it people Mm -hmm. think the quick fix and you know, initially, and most people are like, Oh, I want to lose weight. So I'm going to go carnivore, um, which is not the reason that I did it. Cause I really mm-hmm. didn't need to lose any. It was more for health reasons. Um, just having a lot of patience. There's so many different transitions. And like, I always say, there's like 50 shades of the carnivore diet. Like you can do, you can, you can pick and choose like whatever works for you. I'm like, go with it. Yeah. So uh, health wise, that's Pretty much me in a nutshell like the big stuff that people follow me for so i guess I that's, like that's
0: yeah i feel like that's the next book that needs to come out 50 shades of carnivore
1: 50 shades of carnivore i'll put that on my list
0: right let's we'll write put, that together you part you take part i'll take part. i'll take part of it
1: yeah there you go um, i would love all
0: right so carnivore for health I, li- I like that because i hear it every all the different groups i'm in and i get asked all the time in my group you know What's the best way to lose weight and I, I i I like to say for most people the best way to lose weight is to stop trying to lose weight amen right it's, if you stop <laughs> right. if focus on getting healthy first health should be the goal if you if you focus on your health, the weight will take care of itself yes. um, you know it's so yes if you want to lose weight everybody stop trying to lose weight yeah I'm gonna do another I'm gonna do a blog and that's gonna title it stop trying to lose
1: Hey, listen to your gut. Like that has so many definitions and truths behind it.
0: Yeah. Look
1: to Your gut. Like, yeah, quite so you know,
0: it- you know, um, Healthy with Nicole. Yes. So I just had her on. I did an interview with her two days ago. So it'll be posting that in a week or so. We talk for like an hour on just gut stuff. It's awesome. This will be cool. Um, okay. So let's take the first thing first your Crohn's. Can yep. you tell us real quick what exactly is Crohn's?
1: Yeah. So what are Crohn- some of the
0: common? What are some of the common things that people do? Because I know people that have it, and they tell yeah. me all the time, my I'm healed, I don't have Crohn's, but they're at the same time they're doing calorie restriction, they're on medication, and they're doing all this other something. I'm like, you're not healed, you're just covering Correct. up the the symptom. You're no, you're symptom free, and that doesn't necessarily mean healed. I so-
1: don't. I mean, it's more of an autoimmune disorder um it's i don't think you can say that you're ever really healed mm-hmm. from it. and it's a really hard disorder to categorize because our symptoms are all so different okay. and many of us are misdiagnosed with like ibs which i was for a year like decades really decades okay. doctor just told me oh you just have ibs oh you just need to manage stress and i'm like no man like i'm having gi bleeding like, you know, chronic constipation all the yeah. time, and they, yeah, eat more fiber, eat more vegetables, and I'm thinking, yo, that's what I'm doing, and my symptoms are getting worse, and it just yeah. seems like doctors don't. I'm not gonna say all doctors, but a lot of doctors, they don't, they don't understand. It's like they, they don't listen, and then mm-hmm. a lot of them will tell you with Crohn's and colitis that, um, you know, like your diet and your lifestyle, um, aren't gonna make a difference. Like right. this is just a you know, autoimmune, how you are.
0: Just how you which are.
1: is all, you know what? Um, cause it makes a huge difference, huge difference in, uh, symptoms and managing flares and things like that. Um, so I say I'm in remission. I, okay. I have okay. not, had, yeah, I have not had any like gut issues since I started going carnivore since I transitioned to an animal-based diet with the exception, like in my case, um, you know, I can manage like white rice type products. Okay. Mm -hmm. So rice cakes occasionally white rice. If I feel like I need a carb refeed or something like that, which isn't very often anymore. Um, in the beginning, I felt like I kind of needed it a little, um, more, more often, but now I just, I really don't even crave carbohydrates
0: about it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't. Um, so like in my particular case, like I haven't had any, any gut flares at all. So I say that I'm now, I don't say I'm like healed, but sure. I live like a normal person. I'm not on any medications. I That's have That's what had I was to- just going to ask. Yeah. I don't take any now I'm one of the lucky ones I've never had to have a bowel resection you know or an ostomy or anything like that and I've had some really bad flares in the past where I had to go on steroids and antibiotics um, but that seemed to clear up my symptoms enough that I could change you know get more sleep rest manage my food um, and kind of pull myself out of that yeah okay. and, and our triggers are different so it's really hard to categorize all of us like in one little box right so it's all on an individual basis
0: okay but you almost but almost immediately after you went like how long after you went animal based did you start noticing hey wait a second i don't feel like crap anymore
1: i noticed a huge difference about two weeks um after i started okay and always ask, oh well, did your performance in the gym change? Absolutely. Like when you're a CrossFitter and you're used to eating a higher carb diet, like most most people doing high intensity activity, fuel mm-hmm. with carbohydrates primarily. Um yeah, I mean you definitely can tell you don't have the carbs in your systems, but my inflammation and my gut issues c- like completely went away. Right. No constipation anymore. Um, you know, when there were periods, like I felt like trash, I really did. Like you did, you don't feel great all the time when your body's trying to transition over, but mm. people are just like, stick with it. I swear they will get better. You may gain weight initially, just stick with it, you know, get adjusted first. Um, and I tell everybody that too, like, don't play around with cutting food and restriction and all that when you're trying to get adjusted, like just find me. And stuff that you like so
0: this is this first yeah this is a very interesting point a uh, concept that i have i have trouble trying to get people to understand is the corner the, a meat only diet on one depending on the i guess depending on the lens you're looking at it it can mm-hmm. either be a super restrictive diet or a super freeing and unlimited diet absolutely right? so i i have this i have this discussion slash argument with some people all the time it's, well you shouldn't be cutting out a whole macronutrient it's too restrictive I'm like yeah but I can literally eat as much as I want to every single day I can stuff my face and I don't ever have to worry about getting fat
1: yeah and I can and eat are,
0: whenever I want to
1: calories and stay you know like I go because you're eating like the most bioavailable nutrient dense food right. you can't not putting crap in your body so and it's easy, like your appetite does correct. It really Absolutely. does. My, I had eating disorders too, totally. Um, mm-hmm. Really poor relationship with carbohydrates. They are a huge trigger food. And, you know, I talk on my Instagram about you got to figure out if you're an abstainer or a moderator when it comes to food. If you have, you know, food relationship issues, mm-hmm. I'm a total abstainer all the way. I cannot have one piece of candy or I want it all. You know? <laughs> I mean, the carnivore diet worked great. Like I never have binges. I'm never, I never crave anything. I mean, I mm-hmm. crave meat. I mean, meat's, I mean, that satisfies me, but yeah, I, I'm completely happy. And I don't find it restrictive at all.
0: How at much, all. Like,
1: so much freedom
0: did you, when you first got started, what was your process of, tra- of changing? Cause I see this all the time and I answer questions all the time where people mm-hmm. talk, you know, clients and people that I, that I work with, it's like, I can't eat that much food. Like you're telling me I need this much protein. Yeah. I can't eat nearly that much because most people are not used to eating enough They're and not. trying to get to that point. Like, you know, when I first started, it was like hundred grams of protein a day. It was like, oh my God, there's no freaking way, you know? Right. And now three years into it, I, you know, 300 grams a day is like, eh. Nothing. Like whatever. Okay. You know, cool. Um, yeah. So how did that process, you've been doing it for a year. How did that process work for you? going yeah. And increasing what you eat.
1: So I've counted macros for a long time. So I'm not a beginner by any means when it comes to tracking food and doing macros and understanding all of that stuff. You Mm. know, I've been a health coach forever. Um, So just put that out there because everyone's skill level is different. Um, So initially I, I didn't track what, what I was eating because I was just trying to get adjusted. So I just picked meats that I liked. Mm. So I was picking like Chuck roast, you know, I'm a, I'm a cattle farmer's daughter. So we have tons of beef. So Chuck roast, I loved, um, what else did I do? Ribs. I started eating a lot of ribs, love my ribs. My air fryer is like my boyfriend. Um, (laughs) (laughs) like I'm in a serious relationship with my air fryer (laughs) because it's like all that I cook with. Um, so it was mainly like roasts and steaks and like ribs because that's what I liked. So they're like, stick with those. And I did, I gained 15 pounds When I first started, because the fat and the protein content and those types of meats are so hard to track accurately because the cuts are all right. Uh, And I knew I was probably eating in a surplus when I was eating those, but that wasn't my concern at that point. I was like, I just need to get adjusted and whatever my body, I'm just going to have to be okay with it. Uh, So I just let it do that. And then once I figured out, okay, I don't, I, I don't um, digest roasts or ribs as well. Like I can feel like my digestion's kind of like, I feel like my sitting, so I switched to ground meats. I was like, all right, I know exactly what I'm eating in a pound of meat. I know exactly what easy to track. And then I started tracking my food. So I'm like, okay, I need to know what my intake is and just kind of see how my body responds. So I stuck with pound meat had no issues. Um, you know, I stuck to around, I was around like 900 to about 2,200 calories. That's kind of my range, you know, and okay. I'm, I'm a little person. I'm a little person. So I was just going to
0: say, if you don't mind that, uh, how tall are you?
1: I'm five one. And right now I weigh 107 pounds. <laughs> like, okay.
0: And you you're girl- eating 2000 plus calories a day. Just yeah, that's eat- we can stop this video right, right there, just on that because yeah. that's going to be like people are gonna be like, What are you talking about?
1: Yeah, not kidding. that's amazing. I mean, it's all meat, but I eat consistently about 2000 calories a day.
0: Easy, that's awesome, that's awesome. Okay, cool. So, my yep. 25 to 3000 doesn't isn't too off, right?
1: <laughs> no, no. And and like when it comes to macro ratios, again, they're going to be different for everybody, right? You know, I prefer I thrive on a higher diet. Um, cause I don't have a gallbladder. So I do have a certain threshold on fat, Goodness which I just
0: you've got all kinds of things going on here.
1: Oh yeah. I don't have a gallbladder. I had that taken out like back in 2013. Okay. So that adjustment, I did have to take digestive enzymes and ox bile when I first I was, started. Yeah.
0: So I you did. don't now?
1: Nope. I don't have to anymore. After about month seven, I'd say six, seven. Um, I cut the digestive enzymes out. And like I said, I eat stick to ground meat the time and right. I don't have really hardly any supplements at all now.
0: That's awesome.
1: That's None. fantastic. Okay. All the vitamin just, I think it's peace of mind, but
0: that's yeah. it. Do you do like lever tablets or anything?
1: No. I mean, um, I drink a lot uh, during the day to make sure that I'm getting those because I sweat mm-hmm. a lot, you know, and I'm an athlete. So uh, I do drink those like pretty much all day. But other than that, I don't have problems with muscle cramping or feeling terrible like i i work out fasted in the morning too because okay. i work out a.m in the morning and i my performance is probably better than it's ever been
0: let's talk about that so mm-hmm. as a crossfitter i know hold on i'm writing down notes so i can ha- put uh, show notes in here um yeah. things we're talking about that i didn't expect we to be talking about i did not know that you did not have a gallbladder
1: nope i don't have a gallbladder so my fat threshold is probably lower than I would say the majority of the people that are doing carnivore.
0: Yeah. And that's
1: time time of playing around with mm-hmm. to figure out kind of where I thrive. Um, so I always tell everyone like there everyone wants to know what your macros are and they want to look like you, you know, and things like that. I'm like, listen, everyone's body is different. You've got
0: to play around with like, it. Yeah.
1: Like I can't just give you a magic number at all. So uh, yeah, sure. you got to play.
0: Okay. So let's talk about athletic performance. I know, you know, I owned across the gym. I was a crossfitter for years when I started carnivore and it took me probably eight to 12 weeks before I started feeling like, okay, my workouts are normal and right. norm back to what they what they felt like before. And then right. another six or eight weeks on top of that, before I really started being like, okay, this is crazy. What's going on? Like my workout, my volume doubled, my recovery halved, um, everything just it was just like flipped everything on its head uh, yes. and I have argument people ask people give me crap all the time I have people that post on my Facebook or Instagram you know that are like you know this is you're gonna have all these problems and blah 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 it's not sustained I'm like look guys I'm doing it for three <laughs> years
1: hard, I'm like no like, absolutely you can. you just gotta be smart about it <laughs> yeah
0: it's like look I've been doing it for three years my performance is better <laughs> I'm older I, you know I'm 40 almost 50 yeah. years old like I, I'm yeah. good thanks um what was your experience and how did how did that work for you because i tell people that the adaptation for general day-to-day life is usually faster and you can deal with that keto flu deal with that basic transition yeah. a lot easier than athletic performance because it's a higher demand it's a high you're asking your body to do more so it takes a little longer to kind of get through that process yeah. how so long I is that for you?
1: preparing yourself mentally preparing yourself for that like not thinking you're going to be at the same place like be realistic about it. So I really toned down my workouts for about six months, like Mm no super high intensity, red line wads, like nothing like that because I knew and females bodies are I think they're more sensitive than males when it comes to going low carb and things like that. So you just got to be careful there. So I took it easy for about six months. You know, I made sure I got my steps in I still lifted, you know, I do, I do like Metcons, which is metabolic conditioning for people who don't know what that is, but I would take it easy. Like I wouldn't work my heart rate up to like a red level Uh, about six months. And then I noticed that my transitioning was going a lot better about month seven, eight, and I would say about month eight for me, like, I mean, I was hitting it. And I felt fine, but it did take me about eight months, right. eight months to be patient to get to that point again.
0: Yeah. about eight- it's, a, Which is really frustrating when you hear people who are like, oh, I tried keto for, you know, four weeks and my workouts felt like crap. So I quit. You're like, it's like, you, you just got
1: <laughs> stick with it.
0: Come on. You can do it. Um, Yeah. Okay, cool. I actually,
1: my weight started dropping too. Um, So my weight, I noticed I was still eating between, you know, 1900 to 2200 calories. It would fluctuate. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I would say about month seven, eight, that's when I noticed my weight started to go back down again to like a normal level. And I was kind of feeling more comfortable, but it did. It took about eight months, but I put on 15 pounds and I'm lighter now, not intentionally, I just eat to like satiety. I'm pretty much at maintenance levels now, sure. but I'm lighter and leaner and I feel stronger now than I did back when I was eating high carb and hitting workouts, yeah. you know, like
0: years ago. How do you feel? Are you sore as sore after a workout?
1: Sore, but I, no, I don't I think one I'm smarter about my workouts now that I'm, you know, 40 is like right around the corner for me. So uh, I think I'm smarter about that and recovering when I should, but I don't mm-hmm. feel as like, I mean, I don't feel as inflamed, but of course with my, you know, inflammatory, like my autoimmune issues, like me controlling inflammation and eating yeah. foods that worked for me are very, very important. Um, so that trumps everything. Digestions. Number one, like I'm not going to eat anything to to jeopardize that because when you feel like trash everything else like goes to trash in your life right, pretty much right. um but i feel better than i ever have good so okay it for me i know you know to each his own i was like everybody do well, whatever makes you feel your best
0: it's funny the the whole I thing well that doesn't work for me i don't okay i've worked with hundreds of people over the years mm-hmm. There isn't a single person that I've worked with in the last three years that this hasn't worked for. Mm -hmm. But there's always someone who's going to say, that's probably not going to work for me. And I just say, but you don't know until you try. My experience, I know dozens of other coaches that are doing the same kind of thing and following the same kind of methodology and concepts behind nutrition and fitness. And it's like, look, if there's hundreds and thousands of people out here who are doing this, why are you the only person who says it's not going to work? Just try it. What's it going to hurt,
1: <laughs> That's
0: right? What's it going to hurt? You're not happy. You're unhealthy. You want to make a change. So why not try this? Just yep, bro. I mean, if it doesn't work, then you, you know, what did you do? You wasted six months. Okay, great. Maybe okay. you learned something. Maybe it you didn't. You're in the same place you were in worst case scenario.
1: And I tell clients, I'm like, if it doesn't work, try it. Cause most of my clients have GI issues. Yeah. We're doing, no one says that. <laughs> This is the end-all be-all if it really doesn't work for you. So what is it going
0: to hurt? Just right. try let's, it. Just try it. Good Lord. Okay. So let's talk about the fitness aspect of CrossFit and what you're doing. You're almost 40. Almost um, 40. You're a woman. Yes. So let's talk about when did you start doing CrossFit and what was your thought process of getting started with CrossFit versus doing something else? Yeah. Uh, did you have the same, because I, I, you know, I'm sure you've heard it. I hear it all the time. Like, I can't do that. It's too crazy. I don't want to look like a man. All the, all right. sorts of things, right? So
1: I don't want to get too bulky. Oh yeah. I've heard that so many times. Um, so actually I, I had a past boyfriend years ago. He was a CrossFit coach. Thought he was insane. Like most of us do when we first see it. Um, so he took me to my first foundations class and I just absolutely fell in love with it. Yeah. You know, like you hear those barbells crashing and it's just like, oh, my God, music to my ears. <laughs> <laughs> and just absolutely fell in love with it. And it gave me something that gave me goals and it made me feel really empowered. Okay. You know, I was like, okay, so I'm not focusing on just trying to be skinny. Like I want to be strong and I want to be healthy. And I knew the way that I was eating then and trying to restrict and do all these things. I knew I couldn't keep doing that because I mm-hmm. needed to use food as fuel for my workouts. So my whole um, perception of food changed when I started CrossFit because Mm -hmm. it's fuel. It's literally what you're made out of. Um, So that started. And then it's easy to fall down into the rabbit hole of overtraining and not eating enough because you don't really understand how much food you really do need to eat if you've never been coached and you don't really know. So I tell everyone, like, invest in a coach, like, if you really don't know, just get started, they'll teach you, it'll be a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Um, so that changed. And then, you know, I, I com- competed a lot, like when I started in CrossFit, I don't anymore, I do it more for, you know, just personal reasons and and for fun now. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's completely changed. Yeah. And, you don't, I say leaderboard Larry, you don't always have to be a leaderboard Larry and kill yourself. Like you got to learn to listen to your body. Yeah. Some days you're not going to feel like trying to PR or do a one rep max and you need to not be stupid and pay attention, you know, listen to your coaches. And that's the big thing. Listen to your coaches, like just right. be smart about right. what you're doing. Modify. And when you do.
0: Yeah. What is your process for finding good coaches? Cause you know, there's the, the, I think the The biggest negative that I see in the CrossFit model is the fact that there is no, there's training for coaches to get certified at a certain level, but there's no mm-hmm. oversight in implementation of the methodology, right? Mm-hmm. Every gym does it their own way. You know, right. the methodology is a methodology and the methodology in and of itself is sound. I think mm-hmm. it's the best one out there overall, um, yes. but the implementation can vary drastically, drastically. From any given gym, just because it has a CrossFit name on it doesn't mean that that's necessarily doing what CrossFit is designed to be. I I tell everyone
1: homework, ask around, you know, most places have like a free trial period. So try it out. If you don't feel like you mesh well, maybe with the members or the coaches or you don't feel like, you know, um, like the training fits like whatever your goals like there are places to go. Like literally there are CrossFit gyms everywhere, Mm -hmm. you know, ask around, but don't be afraid to try things out. Like just don't go to a gym and stay there when, you know, like you feel like something's off, but do search, ask around, you know, look to see, you know, how their athletes are performing, you know, what kind of population is in the gym. Cause every Mm -hmm. gym's different. Some are more competitive gyms. Some are more you know, bodybuilding slash CrossFit gyms. Others are, you know, just gen pop, general population people in there just want to have fun and do something different every day. So Mm -hmm. try, try different things out,
0: Okay. but do
1: work around first.
0: Yeah. And how often are you working out right now? Like how many days a week?
1: Five days a week. I rest two. One's usually active recovery day, maybe some like light cardio. One's yep so about right. five hard about five days a week
0: and you haven't gotten that bulky no i don't
1: think I, <laughs> you
0: I don't, don't look like I, a man to me i don't know what's that <laughs> yeah I, don't
1: think I look like a man
0: <laughs> i saw you, you with some, some
1: food and lift a lot of weights a lot of that. weights
0: right so i mean i see you post videos of you doing barbell work and you're working with heavy weights and you're doing <laughs> stuff right so what do you, how how do you approach when women talk to you about, like, I don't understand how you can do that, or I'm afraid to do that because I don't want to get all big and, and whatever, like, how do you, how do you talk about that?
1: Education drives compliance. Education is everything. So you have to explain to them, okay, muscle takes food. So you got to be willing to eat a lot of food and lift a lot of weights and be very committed to get that bulky. Um, Naturally, as women, we got to work really hard to look like Everyone has this picture in their mind, you know, of these bulky, super masculine women. We got to work really hard to do that. And you need Uh, a little
0: help and you need a little, a little help
1: uh, too, right? uh, You need a little extra. Yeah. Yeah. Something, something. So just explaining to them, like how that works uh, physiologically in the body and what they would have to do to look like that. They're like, oh, okay, well, I'm not going to do that. I go, then you're not going to look like that. I was like, you don't have anything to worry about. But feeling your best, you're gonna look leaner, you're gonna be stronger. If you do decide to cut or do something like that, and you've done the due diligence to eat and build the body and the muscle, I was Mm -hmm. like, you're gonna look great. Yeah, you're gonna look. Your body's gonna respond a lot easier.
0: And that translates into real life. And this is what I love about it: seeing women like that I've had as clients who they don't think about it until it happens. You know, I had (laughs) um someone posted in, in in our group that the they noticed that at work, their level of confidence when they had to get up and give a briefing or when they had to lead a meeting yeah. or whatever, like they, they didn't even think about the fact that, you know, it used to make them nervous or they used to be timid in these meetings or do whatever. But now they feel like because of the challenges and the things that they're doing in their workouts at the gym, yes. doing this and overcoming that, they now feel confident. They feel stronger. They have more energy. They go in and they're like, I'm in charge now. And that's just a whole different, even though that's and, not why they do and- it, they're doing it. It's just translates into
1: I tell everybody I was like feel good, look good, do good. I go, you just focus on getting healthy and feeling good, everything's going to fall into place, I yep. promise.
0: Yep. Yep. Promise. Cool. Um okay, so man, this is good. You're almost 40. Yep. Um have you had any major injuries in CrossFit? And I'm asking Not- you as as a someone who's over
1: CrossFit, I mean I caught a split jerk wrong and that was my fault like years ago and really that's been the only injury honestly my worst injuries and people laugh when I tell them this okay so I grew up on a farm okay so I had a cow run over me (laughs) when I was younger and dislocated like my shoulder and my hip. so it is off I squat lopsided because of this oh my goodness okay yeah and people laugh they're like oh you hurt yourself doing crossfit I'm like no I actually got run over by a cow and they look at me like I have five eyes I'm like I grew up on a farm. <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say.
0: That's because that almost sounds like you're jo- like you're messing with them. Like, oh I I'm don't not- remember my like that, right?
1: I'm not. I totally serious. Yep. Yeah, got run over in 4 H. 4 H injured me.
0: <laughs> wow. See, and people say CrossFit is harmful. 4 H. That's where the that's where it's all at.
1: <laughs> in 4 H. <4-H. laughs> mm.
0: That is crazy.
1: Yeah. But other than yeah. that, no, no major CrossFit injuries at all.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, just, uh, want to swing back to nutrition real quick. Do you know how much protein you eat a day right now? Oh,
1: yeah. So, like I told you, I thrive on a higher protein diet. Um, okay. since I have a lower fat threshold, yeah. I would say on average, I probably eat around probably 160 to 170. I probably eat that many grams of protein a day. Easy. Like, cause I eat about two pounds of meat on average. I eat yeah. about two. P-
0: yeah. Okay, cool.
1: Like that That's- question.
0: Yeah, that's, that's funny because that's my base. That's where I start is about 165. Yeah. And then I go up from there. Yeah, um, yeah,
1: that's about what I consume on a daily basis.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. All right. So what's the barbecue like in Indianapolis?
1: Oh, my God. It's so good. It, is it? We okay. have barbecue places. Oh, yeah. It's phenomenal. <laughs> it's even better when you have your own homemade meat. Oh,
0: <laughs> ah, that's true. That's true. You
1: know, a farm. <laughs>
0: so you, so you don't have like a does. So is it your family that has a, a cattle farm?
1: Yeah, we have a cattle farm. Do
0: they have so like? Do they sell then, private or is it commercial or?
1: It's private. Yeah, just okay. a small feed farm. And then we have another uh, meat market, like pretty close to where I live. It's called Kincaid's in uh, Fishers, Indiana. I mean, literally, it's right down the road. Okay. So like, if I want fresh meat or like a special cut of meat or something, yeah. I usually.
0: Does your family like ship stuff out or is it just local?
1: We don't ship stuff. It's usually local.
0: Okay. All right. I was just wondering, like, it'd be cool to be able to say, hey, listeners, everybody listening, here's a.
1: Right. And we can't keep enough. And I told dad, I was like, hey, we need to talk about, you know, some like business stuff here. Because I, I could you know, we could do something here. Yeah. He just just laughs at me. I was like, I'm serious.
0: (laughs) Okay. I'm going to speak to your dad right now. Do it. Yeah, right. <laughs> like give tell them, show them this segment of the video and be like, you need to expand and offer food to other people outside of Indianapolis. <laughs> I
1: know. People All are right. like, where's Kelly Farms? And I'm like, hey, I know where I know where you can find it. <laughs>
0: <Yep>. <laughs> awesome. Well, do you have anything that you want to kind of leave with people or any thoughts, comments, uh, insights, wisdom from poetry? I just
1: want to tell people like there's no one way to do things. Listen to your gut. Literally, if things feel off and like people struggle with chronic bloating all of the time, and I'm like, guys, this isn't normal. Like, and then it all starts with your food and your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So you need to look at that first and foremost. Um, I talk to people all of the time. I live on Instagram the majority of the time. So you guys can head over there and always feel free to DM me. I answer almost every single person that messages me every single day. I swear I will answer you. Um, so don't feel free to come chat, whatever it is. Um, I do free consults like all the time. You know, if you want to text message, some people don't like to talk on the phone, yeah. um, what you guys need. And I'm here for you. I'm taking yeah. clients. I, I do have a handful of spots for clients that people are looking for nutrition coaching. So I do, uh, do that as well. So just okay. come say hi, find me on the gram.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit of fit, right? how How's it spelled? L-I-L
1: like underscore, and then it's B-I-T underscore, and then of, so O-F underscore, and then fit.
0: Okay, little bit of fit.
1: Little oh. bit of fit, and little <laughs> bit of fit right on my blogs there, so.
0: Gotcha. Cool. Yep. All right, well, thank you very much for taking the time. Um, I'll put this up, and we'll definitely have to do this again. I also have a, a private Facebook group that maybe you can come yeah. in and do like a live yeah. in the group for people if they have questions and stuff. Love answer questions. Cool, awesome. Thank you very much.
1: All right, bye, y'all. Right.
0: This has been another episode of the Over What Hill Forty Plus podcast. Remember that life is the hill. Keep climbing. Keep growing. Every hill leads to another. You will get better. You can do this.